For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Cool Down is brought to you by Manscaped. Ever since my Nathan started using their products, I can't cool down. Fellas, trust me, go to Manscaped right now and get 20% off and free shipping by using the code REF. Your ladies will appreciate you. Now back to Trev, Stoner, and my Manscaped man, Nathan. You heard it here. You got to go to manscaped.com. Use the code REF and, uh, you know, Make sure that you make your ladies happy and uh, get yourself 20% off and uh, do it. <laughs> yeah, Trout loves, everyone loves the commercial there. Uh, absolutely. Uh, best part of the video. If you like that, make sure you like this video. We've got 65, 66 people watching and uh, only a few uh, likes on there. So make sure uh, make sure you hit that like button for us and make sure you head out to manscaped.com. Treat yourself and treat your lady. Uh, use the code ref, get yourself 20% off Castro fields. Thanks. Uh, Ant-Man for, uh, for the, uh, the we name there. Danzler was Tommy T. Uh, Castro fields was the, the three name guy from, uh, last year that we also picked up, uh, with wild goose. I don't even remember. And then, uh, Danzler is the one that we picked up Roger as well with the name. We appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I'm not in a new office. We are going to be moving. So I, we had to paint the, the burgundy and gold, uh, lounge, and uh and it looks very different with the different layout that we have so um we'll, we'll work out all this uh details in the way i know yam kind of re- referenced it a little bit earlier about the layout just wondering uh for the folks who are in here quite often what do you think of the new layout that nathan and i brainstormed over quite a bit the last couple of days Tell us uh, what you all think of the uh, yeah, layout. We, we'd appreciate that. Uh, so feedback is always welcome. Matt, getting into the topic at hand here, Sam Howell will be good. Have faith. Hmm. And uh, and I, myself, am a howler. Stoner, you uh, have some reservations about the fifth-round rookie. Yeah. And I would say Matt Miller, NFL draft analyst, uh, would also have some reservations with him. Uh Matt Miller saying, I compared Sam Howell to Colt McCoy, undersized, shorter guy, a little bit thicker body, not great arm strength is what Matt Miller said. Uh, do you agree, disagree? Where are your thoughts on uh, on whether or not Sam Howell is a Colt McCoy uh, comparison? That seems That seems like a really, really weird comparison. And... Matt Miller got dragged pretty good on this from <laughs> from Commanders fans, rightfully oh, so, I yeah. think, because if you if you do compare, if you want to compare body size, cool. If you want to compare kind of late round pick or mid mid to late round pick, sure. fine. You want to compare, you know, college what they did in college, fine. But the arm strength is a completely mis match between yeah, the two absolutely 
And when people called him out on it, he got defensive. I get it. I get defensive too when people call me out on certain things sometimes. But what he tried, he tried to like spin it to make it seem like, well, I wasn't really talking about the the their ability to spin the ball or whatever. He got he got caught up in it a little bit because there is no comparison to the two guys sure. in terms of their their arm strength. All that other stuff's fine. It's a good comparison. But I think somebody jumped in, and who knows who it was, maybe 100 people jumped in about it and said, compare him to Baker Mayfield. I think that is a much better comparison. Those body types are the same. Those arm strengths are the same. Those college, uh, what they did in college is fairly the same, although Baker obviously had much more team success and won a – didn't he win a Heisman Trophy? He won a Heisman. He yeah. did win a Heisman. So – Stupid Oklahoma. Nobody pays attention to them anyway. Uh, but, yeah, so I think that's a much better comparison. So he got dragged a little bit. I don't think yeah. there is comparison to the two. Yeah, you're right on the body size being very similar, both 6'1", 212 pounds for Colt McCoy, and 220. The The arm strength one is is definitely the one that I don't I don't understand. Coming out of 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 college. That was one of Sam Howell's strengths was mm-hmm. his deep ball. If mm-hmm. you look at uh, the spin stats, which of course the, I love looking at some random stats that we come up with. Yeah. And this is one of them. The guy can torque it. Sure. Sam Howell can absolutely torque it, which is important when he come when it talks about velocity and it, when it comes to um, accuracy. And so I just don't really get behind that. But that being said, stoner, how upset would you be if you had – I'm going to just laugh with me a little bit here. Okay. Uh, prime Colt McCoy. How upset if you if he started 17 games for Washington, Sam Howell did, as prime Colt McCoy, how upset would you be? You mean Colt McCoy numbers? Yes. So if Sam Howell gave us Colt McCoy numbers – I don't think Colt McCoy's ever started – for a whole season, has he? 13 I mean, games was the uh, – in Cleveland, his second year was the most he's uh, started. Wow, he did start thir- – that's quite mm-hmm. a bit, whatever. How did he do? Give me some Give me some numbers. So that was his career year. Yeah. We, we'll probably have to average and, and group a few things here. But he, uh, he threw for 2,700 yards, 14 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Yeah, well, we're we're drafting a quarterback next. Well, year. yeah, we're doomed if that if that's <laughs> we're the doomed. case. Absolutely, we're, and and Ron's gone, and yeah. Bienemy's probably gone. Everybody's gone. So he he's not really known as a touchdown machine. He he's got thirty four touchdowns or so thirty two interceptions in his career. Sixty two percent. This is all Colt McCoy stats. Sixty two point six percent efficiency, right? Uh, completion percentage. For just under eight thousand yards, so let's say he max if he were to, you know, well, how much does he throw per game? Let me see if I can't find that stat. Does have a here. per game numbers? Because yeah. I those stats that you've started they're not with, good, and I'm looking good. at his QBR, not good. His yeah, ratings not, not great. Like it, nobody wanted to see Colt McCoy uh, quarterback their team on Sundays. Nobody wanted to do that ever. Even in his second year, was a second year in Cleveland. Yep. Is that who drafted him and all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody wanted, even the Browns fans didn't want him out there, but that's what they had to do. They didn't draft him to be their number one quarterback. He should have He should have gone the route that uh, Major Applewhite did, go right into coaching. 
because I think he'll probably be a good coach because he's not a good NFL quarterback. He's he's he is like Taylor Heineke. He's dependable to come in and not throw up all over himself. Maybe win you a couple games while your starter heals, but you do not want to depend on that game that guy for thirteen games of your season like Cleveland did sure. that year. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Gus Bus uh, telling us that uh, Miller compared Mahomes to Bortles. So definitely lacking mm. some good credibility there. Uh, yeah. And also saying that Hal, uh, he thinks, Gus Bus thinks that uh, Hal fell in the draft because Baker came off of a mediocre year. So when you're seeing a QB that you're often being compared to, you know, maybe it just like the, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson jumping up because, you know, people think that they can get uh, those kind of quarterbacks up uh, early. So definitely something to think about there. Um, can I can I blow that myth out of the uh, out of the water a little bit? Sure, go ahead. Kind of itching itching on this whole Sam Howell should have been a first round pick the year before if he'd come out earlier. Okay, here's 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 the problem I got. If scouts slash front offices slash GMs slash quarterback coaches head coaches all that they get first round quarterbacks wrong all the time. Every year, I think the success rate over the last 15 years is about 50% on first-round quarterbacks. Sure. They always get it wrong with the Zach Wilsons and the Sam Darnolds and the, I can't even, Blake Rosen, Josh Rosen. There's a bazillion of those guys. They get it wrong all the time. RG3? That's a tough one to to say. That hurts a little bit right here. It does. I mean, one amazing season. You can say injury. Uh, took it down, but uh... but but here's the thing, Nathan. Here's what they don't get wrong. Almost never do they get this wrong. What I'm about to tell you, they almost never let a franchise quarterback slide all the way to the fifth round. It almost never happens. They get first quarter round quarterbacks wrong all the time. They never, almost never. Tom Brady's a great exception. Tony Romo's a good exception. Kirk, Kirk Cousins Warner is a he's a fourth rounder. Kirk Cousins was a fourth rounder. They a day don't, three pick a day three pick. I'm setting the 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 guidelines here, not you. Okay, but my point is those guys just don't slip through the cracks like that. The Sam Howells who are going to be this great franchise quarterback, they don't slip through the cracks. So when I always use the thing that I always use the argument that, well, he was a fifth round pick for a reason. That's kind of what I'm getting at is that it just doesn't happen. You can give me three guys in the past 30 years who have slipped through that. And that's it. That's all you can give me. It just doesn't happen. And to sit here and think that Howell is going to be one of those guys, I think is crazy talk. I don't care if they were heralded or not. Tom Brady, heralded or not. Tony, it doesn't matter. What matters is when it was time to pick him, team after team after team after team said, no, he's not good enough to be our franchise quarterback. And Washington did not draft him to be their franchise quarterback. They said, huh, 
he's still there, let's draft him. Because they had already picked up Carson Wentz to be their franchise quarterback. So they said this was a this was a developmental QB that they liked. It's you can it's no different than the guy that they signed as an undrafted guy this past year. The guy from I don't even remember where he's from, some small school where he threw like 74 touchdowns. Fordham, the guy from Fordham. Yeah, Uh, he's like Demerat, I think is his last name. Right? They signed. They're just taking a flyer on him. They don't think he's going to be the franchise savior. Franchise saviors don't last to the fifth round. They just don't. So, so Stoner, if you're so not uh, a howler, Mm -hmm. Roger is chomping at the bits here. Okay. He's not a howler either, is he? He's not a howler. Right. He thinks they're going to start Jacoby. And you are on the same path as that, right? You don't feel like this is a fair QB competition. Correct. Sam Howell's being forced into the starting role largely because they just, they have to, I guess. I'm not sure why they would have to, because as Roger had pointed out earlier in one of his comments, Ron is essentially staking his career Mm -hmm. on, as you point out, a fifth round rookie that they didn't draft to be the franchise QB Mm -hmm. guy that they didn't even start until the final week of the season last year. And didn't even want to kind of had to be talked into it. Mm -hmm. So they signed Jacoby Brissett. Do you feel Jacoby Brissett will be QB one this season? Based on performance or based on injury? Or does it not matter? Does not matter. Well, I mean, because I, I, you like, can't predict injury, so I'm not going to go that route. Yeah, but most quarterbacks don't play 17 games. Very few quarter. Well, I wouldn't say very few. Half the league's quarterbacks don't play 17 games. They get hurt for at least one or two. So if you just take out injury and just say he's healthy, do I think Jacoby Brissett will be QB one at some point? based on Sam Howell performance. Unfortunately, I do. I don't want that, but I think that's going to be the case. If he gets off to a slow start and this team's one and four, for example, they're, they're not going to sit there and let Sam Howell work it out on the field. Ron can't do that. We just talked about it. He's taken his reputation on this. He, on this season, he can't just wait for Sam to fix everything and get better and better at one and four at two and five. He can't do that. He's going to have to bring in Jacoby Brissett because he, if he was a first rounder, you let him, you let him play it out. You let him ride it out. You let him fix it on the field because you invested a lot of money in him in draft capital. But as a fifth rounder, he starts out one and four, he gone. We got to get somebody in there. Jacoby Brissett, who can win us some ball games. And we just paid that guy, by the way, $8 million to do just that. We, You didn't go out and sign Taylor Heineke for $2 million a year or $3 million, or they didn't go out and get um, – who's the backup at Indy that played when we played them, that terrible guy from Texas? What was his name? Oh, Sam Ellinger. Yeah. They didn't go out and sign Ellinger. They went out and signed a guy – who's pretty darn good. And so the minute Sam starts slipping up and they start off slow, he gone. They don't have to give him any rope. So to answer your question, yes, 
Jacoby Brissett will start some games at QB1 based on the previous QB1's performance. <laughs> Sorry. That is just, that's just my opinion, obviously. I don't, I'm not, you know, Mr. Yeah. Prognosticator here. That's just my opinion. Ron with a great joke. Ron and Dunn. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Tommy T. Uh, if if they go one and four, you keep them in so you get a top pick. Ron doesn't care about 2024's yeah, top he's pick. Not, he's not staying it's around. It's not for that his long. team. He doesn't care. He wants to win games, and he wants to keep his $7 million a year salary. So he's going to go get Jacoby Brissett and put him in the game to win him some ball games because they've invested a lot of money everywhere else, right? Well, they've got this team overall that was eight, eight and one. Was that the record last year? I already forgot. Eight, eight and one. Yep. Eight, eight and one with horrific quarterback play. So if you can just get decent quarterback play, this team can win. So you're not going to, he's not going to sacrifice the season. He's not going to sacrifice this good, the solidly built team just so that the next year, the next guy is going to get the top pick or a top pick. They're not going to get, they're not going to be no matter what, I don't care who you put in there. They're not going to be two and 15. They're not going to be the number one pick type team. It's just not possible. They, They have too much talent in other places that that's fair uh jacoby Brissett, a very serviceable qb uh, i think that he had a pretty good year in fact probably his best year um last year with cleveland still only managed four and seven uh but 12 touchdowns to six interceptions 2600 yards i mean he did throw for more yards in, in indianapolis uh, a couple of those years but not nearly as efficient as he was although pretty good 2019, 18 touchdowns, six interceptions there. Um, QBR was 60. So not bad. He's not not really a runner. Uh, So he's not overly mobile. I mean, he's got a few hundred yards here and there. Uh, He's a powerful goal line type guy. Yeah, advanced passing statistics are, are pretty good. I just don't see anything in him that, warrants a the QB1 discussion. So that's So you the, think Washington at 1 and 5 is going to stick with Sam Howell. I think that it's going to matter more than just the record. It's going to matter the play that Sam Howell did. If he's throwing twice as many interceptions as he has touchdowns, then sure. If he's having reasonable games in this one and five and they're just losing them, mm-hmm. then no, I don't necessarily think that they're going to go for the switch. Okay. So, but I, I think a lot of that's going to come down to EB and what he chooses for that. We're going to take a detour here from the Sam Howell Jacoby talk. It is going to probably come back up here when we get to compute uh, the position rankings discussion, but we have the Hawk. TV with the $4.99 super chat. We appreciate you, uh, Hawk, for for jumping in here. How many sacks does Chase Young need to have before you decide to trade him before Mm. the trade deadline? Mm, 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 mm. How many sacks does he need to have? I don't know know that it matters. Are you going to be able to trade a guy 
who is on the final year of his deal at the trade deadline, a defensive end. If he has a lot of sacks, if he's balling out, you don't want to trade him. If he's not doing very well, if he's not playing very well, then who's going to trade for him at the trade deadline? So I don't know if it's even going to be a if it's if it's even going to be an issue. It's even going to be talked about. But it's a trick question. Know, it's a yeah. trick question, right, Stoner? Because it, it if he balls out, then you're not trading him. Yeah. You're going to look to see what you can do to move the cap around and sign him. If he doesn't ball out, then he has no trade value. Yeah. And so you're, you know, you'd have to kind of be in that middle ground. But even if he only has some success, but not a lot of success, are you really better off trading him? You'd have to get at that point, I think, a second rounder for it to be worthwhile. Because if he explodes in the second half or after the trade deadline, and you I, you don't sign him, he's going to get you probably a, a third round comp pick, mm-hmm, right? For sure. And so you need at least or, that. So you need at least that to be to to move him. And I just don't know that there's a number there that warrants that because when's the trade deadline? We're talking ten weeks into the season, right? So in ten games, we'll say you know maybe if he has six sacks in ten games, are you are you that upset? I mean, some years that's you know on on the path for the most sacks in the league. I mean, two years ago the highest sack total was fifteen. Mm, right. So, I just feel like the number is probably lower than some people think. But I mean, because again, if it's six or higher, you're probably like, okay, we like where this is going, or at least we're at least we're going to play this out. Mm-hmm. And if it's lower, like you're talking two sacks, then again, who's trading for him? He would have yeah. to be awfully disruptive otherwise, and you feel like a guy like K.J. Henry is filling nicely. Casey Tuhill, William Bradley mm-hmm. Smith, these guys are coming up and they're they're proving like they could do, you know, sixty five percent of what Chase has been doing. Yeah, and, and if he's playing really well, to add on to what you're just saying, if he's playing really well, probably the team is playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. So you might want to keep him for your playoff push. It's it's it is a tricky question just because he's on that last year of his deal and because he was a first rounder so the comp pick comes into play. So there's there's a lot of different things that go into that decision. And I think it kind of all adds up to just leave it alone and figure it out at the end of the year based on what he did this in 2023 but the hawk uh tv um asking a lot because of the money situation because it's not going to allow you again mm-hmm. if he's balling out you're going to need multiple picks or you're going to uh you know it, whether or not you care about the comp pick or not right but that's that's what you're looking at you need the you need compensation for chase young and you know that if he has a good season Defensive ends get paid big money, and you're probably going to get a compensation, you know, the third round comp pick for it. Yeah. So that plays that means if you're if you're going to trade him, you need to trade him for more than that. And so that's hard to do. And it yeah, and it's not and it and if he's balling out to the point where you're getting more than that, then I I don't know that you 
really want to trade him because the salary cap, like whether or not you think that they can afford three defensive linemen earning 20 million or more, I'm going to tell you they can. Is it the best idea? Probably right. not. But you absolutely can't afford to have three defensive linemen, two interior and an edge rusher, making $20 million a year. Yeah. You can, but you're right. It's probably Maybe not, not the smart idea, idea. But You can do team, four if you want. Yeah, this team doesn't make a whole lot of smart decisions. So, I mean, right. it's possible that's where, where they end up going. But I don't – again, I think the number is a lot lower than you think. Um, hmm. it, it It's not – 10 is the number that Hawk is, is bringing up. Um, and looking to trade him, 10 is probably a number where you're going to potentially get some, you know, some picks back. But as Stoner, you brought up, if he's had, if he has 10 sacks, this team is probably in a playoff push. Mm-hmm. And teams in playoff pushes don't sell pieces; they 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 are buyers. Yeah. And and trading away Chase Young at 10 sacks is a selling situation. Yeah. So uh, I just don't I, see it. Don't, I don't guess you could happening. be at, at that point, you could be three and seven and he has 10 sacks and maybe you would think about it. But again, you can't go any lower than a third round pick. So if you don't get that, then you just sit on it to the end sure. of the year. Well, we do appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Discussion brought to you by the Hawk TV's $4.99 Super Chat donation. Remember, if we get to $50, you can head down to Sky Bar in Lexington, Virginia and get yourself a free appetizer. So we are about a tenth of the way there uh, with still some show to go here. Not in the top 10. It's the team uh, and some position rankings that have been passed around this past week, Stoner. All right. Uh, yeah. Washington listed at number 32 on the QB list. Uh, yeah. So Sam Howe, Jacoby Brissett, not getting a lot of faith here uh, from the team. This is coming from Mike Clay from the NFL uh, and um, and puts Washington again at 32 Dead last. Dead last. DFL. That's behind Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke, and Logan Woodside at 30. Yeah. I got a little, I have a little bit of uh, picky pick about this, right? But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm arguing about between 32 and 29. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, what am I really arguing about here? Because most – I don't have a problem with – 90% of the list in terms of where Washington is. I don't think they're DFL. I don't think they're 32nd because uh, although Tampa is ahead of them, I'm fine with it. Atlanta is not ahead of them. Green Bay is not ahead of them. Um, no, no Jordan, no love for Jordan love. I mean, he's got as much experience as Sam Howell does. And if you, if you're doing the quarterback room, mm-hmm then I will take Jacoby Brissett over, hello, Sean Clifford <laughs> any day of the week. Who did – I mean, Sean Clifford, I, I've seen enough tape of him. He's a bad quarterback. He is not a good quarterback. And he's the backup in Green Bay. Ooh, and he's a rookie, right? Yeah, he's a he's a rookie. And then who's behind – who's Danny Etling? Who's, oh, that's uh, Utah or Utah State, uh, yeah, I think, that's, rookie yeah, it's not- also. That's a bad quarterback room. That's so not like, a great one. Yeah, that's, so maybe that's that all, one all is, banking on Jordan Love there, or it's banking on getting one of the top QBs next year. 
Yeah. So the so there's a couple there. So sure. okay, they're thirtieth or twenty ninth or something. So that's all I can complain. You're about. putting yeah. Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask above Washington. I I would put Baker Mayfield ahead of Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Yes. So just that alone. So would you have been happier if the team signed Baker Mayfield, if if they would have gone that with instead of Jacoby Brissett? Probably. I mean, I I probably had those. I'd have to go back and look at our rankings that we did. Sure. But I probably had those guys right about even. Trev's excited about getting Baker Mayfield. He he is. Yeah, look at him. He's all excited there in his box. (laughs) What are you talking about? For the for the the people watching, if you weren't here earlier, Trev was physically here, but then he had a bail. But these uh, the graphics department did all these earlier when uh, (laughs) so when the plan was to have all three of us. But uh, the plan was also to have you like this video. So if you're liking this discussion, make sure you get out there and uh, and like it. Uh, Where where does everyone else put us? Let us know in the the chat here. I'm scrolling up and I'm not seeing where some of the uh the people have us in the uh the listing here for qbs it's uh to me i i i agree with you it'd be hard to put washington too high on this list like they are definitely in the bottom third Mm -hmm. sam howell whether or not you are a howler or not and i'm a howler it's an unknown Mm -hmm. so you you just don't know after one game, eleven of nineteen, you know, an interception, but two touchdowns. Like you just don't know what you're going to get. It's and and so there are a couple of uh, I would put Houston Texans below us though. Yeah, that was CJ another Stroud, one. Stroud, Davis at. Mills, and Case Keenum. Although I, like I mean, CJ Stroud is is as a promising rookie. Davis Mills is not better than Jacoby Brissett, though. Case Keenum, right. I wouldn't put as better than Jacoby Brissett right now. So the overall room has to go to me to Washington. Yeah, I I, I agree with uh, that too. The Colts, Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew, and Sam Ellinger. You just bagged on Sam Ellinger just a moment ago, but I know yeah, you're an Anthony but, Richardson guy. Yeah, you see, you know, you yeah. know me. That, I'm a, I'm but that's you, that's an unknown. That's a question mark. And then you're taking Gardner Minshew over Jacoby Brissett. Well, I'm I might put Indy number one, just because <laughs> just Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Just about how much you uh, <laughs> how much I love you take him. him. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis, and a guy that's being talked about being dumped right now, Malik Willis from that's Tennessee. Crazy. That's crazy. Tannehill, Tannehill's, Tannehill's pretty decent, but I mean. I don't think they're that that they're right now listed as 21 on here. And I just don't don't see that. Kenny Pickett, Trubitsky, and Tanner Morgan at 23. Kenny it's, Pickett had some promise and he's got more time under mm-hmm. uh under his bet bet uh, belt than Sam Howell. But Trubitsky and Pickett or Jacoby Brissett, I mean, we're talking it's a mid-off. I get that it's a yeah. mid-off, but I just it's just one of these. I just don't see again, like I said, they're not DFL, they're not. Uh, you know, dead. Uh, I'll make sure I put the right button there. They're not dead <laughs> last, right? right? So yeah. the, uh, but it's just one of these things. I mean, good Lord, Chicago bears, Justin Fields needs the ball out because they got PJ Walker and Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams, if Stafford is not healthy again, it's Stetson Bennett and Brett Ripken. Woo. That's uh, that's Mark's nephew. Is that yes. right? Yeah, I believe I it's his nephew. nephew. Yeah, Russell Wilson has another trash season. They've got Jarrett Stidham and Jarrett 
Guantanamo Guantanamo Bay. Guarantano. Yeah. Guarantano. <laughs> it's funny. You like, say these that rooms some are of these awful. names. These rooms. Uh, these. Who's Nathan really Rourke? Work. Yeah. He's the third stringer in Jacksonville. I never even heard of that dude. If, is there a QB room hmm. listed here? Yeah. That all of the names are ones that you're like, I can trust we're going to win with all of these names. Actually, I see one right now. I'm going to, I'm kind of going through. No, if you're, if you're making me go to all three, uh, no, that third one won't. You, do you have, me. you have to go at least past the first one, because of course you can, you're going to love the Patrick Mahomes, the Allens, the Burroughs, the Hurts, the Herberts, Jackson, Rogers, Lawrence, yeah. Watson, Prescott, you know, Tua is probably too high on that list for me. Um, but I mean, All right. yeah, those number ones are number ones. But I mean, once you get past those, are is there any of these that you are actually happy with? There, there's two. One's going to surprise you, but this one won't. I don't hate Baltimore's QB room. Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, and Anthony Brown Jr. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Huntley is a pro bowler. Okay. <laughs> he just was. I know he's not that good, but you know what I mean. He's not he's a good QB. And yeah. and uh and the dude, uh, the Anthony Brown Jr. won't throw up all over himself. And here's <laughs> one that's gonna actually surprise you because they're way down on the list that I that I don't hate. Um shoot, I've already lost it. Who who the heck was it? Because they, they were down further on the list. Oh, I don't hate this one, and that's Houston's. I don't hate the C.J. Stroud. He's a number two overall pick, right? So you have C.J. Stroud. Davis Mills, you love Davis Mills. So I, I don't know why. I liked him coming him. out. Love yeah. is a very strong term there, okay. sir. But Case Keenum is a very capable backup. And as a third stringer, he's probably the best third stringer on this list. Case Sam Ellinger's – or Case Keenum, yes. Case Keenum's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. So I don't As a I don't third, third one, yeah. Uh, you know what I don't hate? I don't hate this uh, donation. $10 hey donation now. from Redskin007 here. I tell you who wouldn't rank Sam Howe 32nd on that list. The Dallas Cowgirls. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right. Doing it's a great job, right. Sam Howe, there. But we do appreciate the $10. That means we got $14.99 going to the $50 limit for free appetizer there at the Sky Bar in Lexington, Virginia. We appreciate it. Redskin 007. We're going to keep that one up there for the $10 donation. Always much love when did, we get that. Did When you look back on it now that you've had time, did you were you really impressed in that Cowboys game that Sam Howell played? So when we're talking about a fifth-round rookie, mm-hmm. um, yes, I was impressed. Like hmm. the the bar for him is set so low. It's the last game of the season. They're out of the playoffs. They're going up against a defense that is a, a better defense, like a top 10 defense. Dallas started their, their ones. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. care what people keep trying to say. Oh, he was playing against that. No, he was playing against Micah Parsons. He was playing against these, these, uh, you know, the, the digs and everybody. So the interception was bad. The red zone interception was bad. Um, no doubt about it. The touchdowns, past, the touchdowns were electric. That run was electric. It was, I it agree. was amazing. Um, 
And then the big pass to Terry McLaurin that everyone loves to play over and over again. Another, I mean, just like, how could you not be excited for that? Yeah. Terry McLaurin had to hit another gear to catch it. So, yeah. but my bar was set super low for Sam Howe that game. Like I just like 11 of 19, like if you would have told me that was his completion percentage before the game, I would have been like, yeah, that sounds about right because it's the fifth round rookie. Mm-hmm. And he's just not going to play very well. But then when you look at those 11 completions, and a couple people will point out that there were some drops by Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, so it could have been 13 of 19. Um, the game plan just wasn't there for him, and I think that the I'm fine with that. Like, this is essentially a, a preseason game, and he showed promise. Yeah. Yeah, so. and, and and I'll be honest that having watched it at the time, I wasn't overly impressed. I was impressed that his very first pass was a touchdown. I mean, that's that's hard to do on the on the money, just on the pass. money. But that that's hard to do for anybody, let alone a fifth round rookie in his mm-hmm. very first game, in his very first drive, in his very first pass. That's hard to do. So sure. I was impressed with that. But otherwise, I wasn't fully impressed. But as I've gone back and watched more of it, I get more and more impressed. There was one throw to Dotson that he made. Dotson just killed the corner. I don't think it was Diggs. I think it was the guy on the other side. But just the, but what double move where he oh man, he just yeah. It was kind of a Adam on you know, go in and then he went out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but what was great was as soon as Dotson turned around, not only was the ball just about there, but the ball was Outside to to momentum, yep. Where his momentum was that allowed him to keep going upfield and get another 15 yards or whatever away from the defender. Mm -hmm. We talk about it all the time with a lot of these quarterbacks. You've got to be able to throw a guy open. That's something that Heineke absolutely could not do. More than a few times, yeah. Yeah, and that's a perfect example of it. If he had thrown it right here, he'd probably been tackled right away. If he had thrown it inside, then there was an opportunity for the defender to make a play on it or at worst, just tackle him right as soon as he caught it. But he threw it. It was outside where he said his momentum was going, where there was no defenders, which allowed him to get some yak. And that was beautiful. So I like those plays. I've only seen 11 of them at best or eight of them that were impressive. Yeah, night. Yeah. Nineteen passes. Yeah, not not enough. They're more fair. More. That's fair. But so we we agree not dead last should be a little bit higher. Maybe we disagree on some of the rooms. I'm going to answer my own question for you as far okay. as like if is there a room that I would trust to win games from top to bottom? Yeah, one two and three. I do have one, and I think it's going to shock have you. Wait, I have one. Let me see. I'm going to look for Oklahoma quarterbacks and see. <laughs> no. Um. Well, I mean, the, some of these, if you don't even know the third guy, then you you just can't even can't even do that. Sure. Um, how about the Bills? Is the Bills room thinking? is Josh Allen, Matt Barkley, and Kyle Allen. Well, good to see Kyle latching on somewhere. So it's not that one. No. Mm-hmm. No. no. I'll give you one more be, guess. I mean, Tampa doesn't even have a third quarterback yet. That's crazy. <laughs> if you're going to go for one that doesn't even have a third quarterback, probably Geno Smith and Drew Locke for Seattle is probably uh, your better bet. Uh, all right, I got one. I know what you're saying. Win. Okay, who? 
I, I'm going to say Carolina. Carolina. No. On this list Carolina. is Bryce Young, Andy Dalton, and Matt Carl. Uh, Matt, I, I don't know what to expect from him. Uh, yeah. Sophomore season okay. injured the first one. Didn't look all that impressive, although he was a QB that I was not um, – was, was kind of looking at uh, last year when we were looking for a QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Young, obviously number one overall pick, pretty exciting, and Andy Dalton's Andy Dalton. But nope, it's going to so surprise you, and I and I know people are going to be mad at me for Good, this I'll, one. I'll be mad at you. But the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas. Dak, Pros- Dak, Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, and Will, Will Greer. Greer though. Will, Will Greer, Greer, I think, is a if you if you're down to Will Greer, I think you can win some football games. Ooh. And Cooper Rush has won some football games. Has Will Greer ever won an NFL game? No. I don't think has he, he even has, played right? an NFL game up to this point. No, he this might is have totally based the, on the how Jets. I like Will Greer. <laughs> okay. Like that's it. That's that's all that it is. Like I was Will. mad. I was when I was looking for backup. When we were looking for desperation QBs to start uh-huh. for the second year in a row, I was like, "Where's Will Greer? Is he on somebody's <laughs> practice squad?" And sure yeah. as heck. The Dallas Cowboys have him stashed away. So yeah, that's uh, the that's the rotten luck. But uh, QBs uh, can often be bailed out by their wide receiver core. And Washington on Mike Clay's list here mm-hmm. is listed at number eleven. The the yeah the dynamic trio of Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, throwing in Deami Brown and Dax Milne as far as your fourth and fifth options. Yeah, uh, listed at at eleven. Do you think that's a fair rating for those three? I do. Having looked through this, I think it's pretty fair. Again, you might be able to go up or down one or two spots, but I don't think you're going to go too far. Um, I will say this, and I said this a lot last year. If you just go with the top three, mm-hmm. I think Washington their top three is a top three receiving core. Sure. But man, does it fall off after three? Because as much as we like Deami Brown, because we've, again, we saw him in training camp, just cooking William Jackson. But I mean, that one game with Carson Wentz, he had two long had, touchdown passes. But how many catches did he have last year? He had three catches. He had five. Five catches. He had five catches all year. So that just, uh, I don't know how many Milne had. Maybe Milne had 10. So there's a huge drop. But one through three, I can argue, is as good as anybody in the league. Cincinnati definitely one through three has the best unit. Sure. Uh, I think their one through three is better than Seattle's because you have Njigba, who's a rookie. You have no sure. idea what to expect from him. Uh, when you have the Dolphins with their one and two is is excellent, but I'll take Curtis Samuel over Braxton Berrios. How about uh, Chosen the, Anderson though? Who's Robin so, Robbie Anderson? Where is he? He's with Miami. Oh, he's, he's okay. He's their four. Mm-hmm. That could play. That could play a role. Uh, again, their five. I think those are really three A and three B there. Okay, but I would probably still take Curtis Samuel. Um, but again, all of these have probably better ones and twos, but not ones, twos, and threes. And they probably have better one through five, but I can only think of Cincinnati and probably Philadelphia 
because I like Quez Watkins. I think he's a very good number three guy. And you might be able to talk me into Arizona, but this year they're not going to be able to do anything because they're going to have Colt McCoy starting at quarterback probably for the first at least half of the year. But I've always said the top three for Washington are one of the best three in the league. Now, here's something that might upset you or a lot of people. Remember how we talked about last year Terry McLaurin's ranking? Which I think he's going to make the top 100 this year. Should. Right? We were all upset he didn't last year. I think his ranking actually drops a little this year in terms of where he ranks in wide receivers. Where would you put him? Last year you were arguing top 15 but not top 10. I had him between like 13 and 15 last year, maybe. I don't think I had him that low. I think I had him like between 11 and 13, somewhere in there. But this year I would probably put him between 13 and 15 because there were some guys last year who may have passed him a little. And and I'm sorry about he do, he doesn't have a quarterback and he's still putting up these really good numbers. That's true, but I can only base it on numbers. You can't base it on you can't say well if he had Peyton Manning well all these guys if they had Peyton Manning might be better or if they had Jalen Hurts they might be better but they don't so you can yeah. only go by those numbers oh I'm gonna give you the list of guys that are above him in this and you can just give me a quick yes or no is okay. is Terry better okay. Justin Jefferson no Devonte Adams no Mike Evans. Very, I mean, right on the same level. Keenan Allen. Uh, again, right about the same level. DeAndre Hopkins. No. C.D. Lamb. No. No. A.J. Brown. No. Tyreek Hill. No. D.K. Metcalf. No. You're still in, you're, God, you're so insane. You're a you had better Jamar numbers Chase. again Jamar Chase. than Terry did. Yeah. Yeah. Jamar and Chase. again, no. didn't have... He had Geno Smith in a career year passing to him. Don't I, I don't care. Uh, you can't do that. You can't say, well, he. You can't say, well, Jamar Chase had Joe Burrow. Well, that's all I can base it on. I can only base it on what they did. I can't base it on what they could possibly do until they do it. And so that's why I have these guys passing him. I had Amon Ross St. Brown pass Terry McLaurin this year. That's why he got dropped down a little bit. So there are a couple guys like that that have passed him that may not otherwise have been. I got Garrett Wilson right up there with him in that same area. Debo Samuel, we had behind him last year. Debo Samuel is ahead of him this year. So that's where I say it's not a knock against Terry. I think he's kind of in that same area. I would definitely put him with the with the Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, uh, DK Metcalf kind of tier of QB, right. uh, of wide receivers. Chase, uh, Tyreek Hill's kind of, uh, I would say, on the downswing realistically. Ooh, I uh, so. I, I'm not saying if he's still in the top tier, but he's like, he's he's starting to kind of slide down there uh, in, the, in that tier list. Uh, AJ Brown, reluctantly, I'm going to give ahead of, of, uh, of Terry. And you might want to go Devontae Smith 
in that same tier as him. Devonte Smith, I'll put in with the with the 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 Terry tier right now. Yeah. Um, Hopkins is in the first tier. Adams, Jefferson, these guys are first tier, and then going all the way down to Buffalo Bills in the in the twentieth. There, Stephon Diggs is in, in that top tier. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel, Garrett Wilson, like these are guys. I think that Terry McLaurin's in that same tier, and you can rate them there. Not Debo. You're going to put Debo in the first tier. You're also putting C.D. Lamb apparently in the first tier. No, I'm putting crazy. him. I'm putting him on the same level, but. But ahead. ahead of Terry McLaurin, clearly ahead of McLaurin, but at least in the same category. He, he definitely has the better quarterback, obviously, when, when you have Dak. But again, that's that's all I can base it on. I can't say, well, Terry's better because he had worse quarterback play. He, you don't have anything to back that up other than opinion, where I can just say, well, here's stats that show that DK Metcalf is better than Terry McLaurin, is higher ranked. Is he a better football player? Maybe, maybe not. Is he a better wide receiver in running routes? Maybe, maybe not. He's got better stats, so I would put him above him. And Tyler Lockett, and they're on the same team. So, again, Terry, I think, actually takes a step down. But in the NFL top 100, I think he's going to be in there. He's going to move up. Sure, Because... He's done People are finally recognizing that this right. guy can put up a thousand yards a season with no matter what, whoever is back right. there. Yeah, very Me few QBs there. can yeah can be that uh, can do that. I, I will agree with you that eleven at first seems to be too low for this team, especially when you're thinking the top three. There are still some questions with Jahan Dotson, even though he's he had some amazing. Uh, you know, plays and highlight reel galore. He did miss some time in, in the uh, middle of the season, which I think that if he would have stayed healthy, he would have at least been serious in the offensive rookie of the year conversation. Um, maybe not, you know, a lock to get it, but at least in the conversation uh, in a serious way. Some of the fans were obviously still talking about him there, but I mean, at the point where he left, I think he might've been the odds on favorite. Um, to win just because he had an insane start to the season with um, um, with Carson Wentz back there and was just mm-hmm. scoring touchdowns at an insane clip. But, uh, you know, injuries happen. And uh, so I think there's still some question there. Curtis Samuel has not turned into the player Washington was looking for. They were looking to use him a lot in kind of that Debo Samuel role and kind of use some of that speed. And the first year was an injury riddled year kind of a theme here uh, for washington players and last year maybe we didn't see the full potential so uh but we've we know that there there's some excitement it's definitely one of the fastest if you're looking at if you're looking at speed for, yeah, for yeah. especially the first three there again there's probably only one qb or one wide receiver room that can beat them and that's cincinnati so well dolphins and speed jalen waddle and tyreek hill are I mean, ridiculously ridiculous. fast, yeah. just, <laughs> ridiculous just insane. Fast. So, but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see where Washington goes. I'm interested to see uh, what other rankings that they come out with, and uh, and we'll argue those next week as well as talk about the schedule just briefly because we're going to have a video tomorrow or a video when the schedule is released. I'm not going to necessarily t- say it's going to come out Friday because if the schedule doesn't come out Friday, then well, then we don't have a video to make, but. 
Well, schedule's coming out tomorrow. Should. It should come out tomorrow. Is it? I thought they, the NFL it, said it's coming. Yeah, out. it's going to come out tomorrow. Oh, okay. It's going to come out Friday. Uh, or it's going to come out Thursday. So we'll have a video out Friday. Yeah. Um, any anything on the schedule that you that you want to talk about? What what are your hopes for the schedule? Uh, the actually, I I don't care. I mean, I'd really in fantasy land. I'd want every game to be Sunday at one o'clock. That's when I like to watch my team play. But they're not going to get any very many, if any, primetime games. They might get a Thanksgiving. That seems to be a rumor that we're going to go to Dallas this year for Thanksgiving. Who knows? Uh, but I, I don't think they're gonna. They're not a sexy team to put on prime time. No, they're not. It, this what's a sexy team? The team with the sexy quarterback, and they don't have that right now. It could turn into one, but then that'll be next year's schedule. Mm-hmm. But I just hope, I hope every game is Sunday at one o'clock. That's that's the best time to watch my team. Probably not going to happen because I do believe there's uh, several cross country trips planned, which tends to be a four o'clock game start yeah, for sure. So. It'll, yeah, it'll, yeah, probably we'll, not. We'll ha- we'll have those. Um, I I will say this. I'm happy. I'm sorry, Andy, uh, our our friend from across the pond, but I'm I'm happy that we don't have an overseas game. Yeah. Um, very selfish of me. I understand, but uh, I'm I too. I I'm glad that I you know, as as fun as it is to you know, especially re- for a retired guy now. You know, who can watch football from eight, nine o'clock in the morning until, you know, 10, eight, 10 or 10, 12 o'clock at night. Right. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't want that to be my team in the morning. That's all. That's all. It's again, yeah. very selfish. Sorry. Sorry, Andy. Uh, but uh, again, we'll have that. We appreciate everyone jumping in here with the chat. Uh, Redskin 007 uh, for the donation. Hawk TV for the donation as well. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday as well as we are always live on Wednesdays here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at 7.30. Let us know if you're here on YouTube what you think about the new graphics. Are they here to stay, Trev? You seem pretty excited about them. Uh, Trev did bail out earlier, and we are bailing out right now. So until next time. Uh, I got nothing, so be a fan. Be a fan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.